What's up, all you Kratom Warriors out there? I have uh, got something pretty interesting to talk about with you today. And um, it, it comes on the tail end of some videos and some articles that I've been looking at. And I wanted to speak with you about it. And I begin to research, and it's just so much that it would take so long to just dig into it. And so what I thought I would do would be to just simply record myself as I researched what I had found and speak about it. Years ago, uh, back in 2016, you guys remember in 2016 when the DEA had their intent to ban Kratom. And of course, we, we all came together as one over 100,000 plus people in 13 days and signed a petition, backed the DEA down. They rescinded their ban. Everything was hunky-dory. Uh, but during that time, I began to do a lot of research on why. And we all know why the war on Kratom is happening right now because there's a lot of money, interests involved in this, and a lot of... Uh, big groups like pharma, addiction clinics, and what have you, that want to see people stay on the methadone or the suboxone instead of using the kratom. And so back in 2016 slash 2017, I began to do some heavy digging, and I found a very interesting item, and it was a patent that had been filed on the main alkaloid in Kratom, which was mitragynine. And I, I, I backtracked this ap application. This application went to a bogus, a bogus uh, company. But the name, they had to give an individual's name. The, the individual's name uh, was there. And so I began to trace him since the company was a dead end. And I found him on several different places, but really no luck, you know, where this guy lives or anything like that. He didn't have a profile picture on any of his social media pages. And to this day, it's already been, his profile's already been taken down. But I did backtrack him, and I found this guy on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn had an address. And so I pulled up Google Maps because I wasn't having any luck, you know, with anything else. I pulled up Google Maps and I typed the address in. And it was a Washington address, our capital. And I typed the address in. And you guys, I pushed it to Street View. This was literally, it took me to a cemetery. It took me to a cemetery. I done the 360 view and I looked around and it was a cemetery which I thought, you know, was pretty interesting that they were using a fake name with a fake address um or or they were using a real name and the guy was just deceased. You know, I don't know, maybe that was his address. I I'm not sure. The the trail went cold and the other day this burning desire to to research more of this just came out. 
because we're we're continually fighting the FDA and we're continually fighting extensions of the FDA like these addiction clinics and you know the problems that we've been having in the parishes of Louisiana and how those addiction clinics were paying off some of those council members and you already know all that the war just continually rages on for us and it it I believe it all stems from money and I know that you believe that as well and so, a couple of days ago, I heard something that kind of piqued my interest back to the original plot from 2016, 2017, when I was dissecting the patents and the patent applications uh, back back then. If you'll look at the chemical composition and the chemical makeup of Kratom, it has a lot of major alkaloids besides the mitragynine. And of course, I don't know if I'm even saying that word right, mitragynine. I've heard people say mitragynine or whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about. A couple of days ago, as I said, my interest was piqued again because somebody mentioned this. I began to look at patent applications. Let's just start. There's a kratom alkaloid uh, called uh, speciosiliatine. Of course, you know the mitragynine, the 7-hydroxy mit, and the speciosiliatine, speciogenine, penanthine. I'm going to mispronounce these. And so, I just started researching patent applications for each of these alkaloids. <laughs> you would not believe what I have found. So, I'm sitting here looking at it right now, and I'm just, I'm just going to kind of go over this as, as I'm looking at it. There is um, patent application US 301649A. Okay. This was filed by Smith Klein and French Labs, which, if you follow us on TikTok, you will remember that I did a post about this a couple of days ago about Speciofoline. And these are the same guys that filed for, the, for that patent. Okay. So. The patent says compositions comprising an alkaloid of Mitragyna speciosa. Guess what the date is? August 12th of 1963. August 12th of 1963. Okay. So these people already knew this was coming. You know, I, I don't know if Kratom was around in 1963 in the United States. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's possible. It was it was discovered you know in the mid 1800s. So Peter Corthals, I'm sure he brought some to wherever he lived and told people about it and things of that nature. I'm sure it could have been in America in the 60s. We just probably have no record of it. I know it was in America in the 2000s when I started, and my my actually my one of my cousins has been drinking it since the year 2000. So I know it was here and it's not far-fetched to think that it's been here since the 1960s. How how else would they have known about it? These scientists and researchers, you, you think about the internet and the way we can reach each, each other today, the internet and television, but back then that resource wasn't around for these guys. They have had to have heard about it from either word of mouth or conventions or something of that nature, but I'd like to think that 
since they filed for the patent that it basically was around. Let's see. Let me type this in. SmithKline and French Labs. Yes. This is an American pharmaceutical company that was founded. They are in America. And so that's one patent on this. Where, where's, where am I at? I've lost my, lost my spot. Yes. Okay. So we've got that. All right. The next, the next one is um, very, very interesting. Let me go up to the top here. Okay, Microgenics Corporation filed a patent application for immunoassays for metragenine. Okay, they filed for immunoassays of metragenine. So what is an immunoassay? Immunoassay is a procedure for detecting or measuring specific proteins or other substances through their properties as antigens or antibodies. So this... This is actually in the patent application of the amino assay for metragenine. I'm, I'm going to quote this. The immunogen, which includes a metragenine-derived portion, can be operable to trigger a robust immune response in a suitable animal to which the immunogen is administered and which results in the production of antibodies capable of recognizing, binding, and or having strong affinity and specificity for the immunogen. Okay, then it says preferably the immunogen, which is a way to detect or measure specific proteins as an antigen or an antibody. The immunogen is operable to trigger an antibody-mediated immune response. And this immune response results in production of antibodies that are specific with this metragenine ingredient. Hmm. All right, let's go to another one. And and this patent, if you want to look at this patent, this patent was from Microgenics. It was filed in 2019. And these, this looks like a corporation out of China, actually. That's what it looks like. Yep. So it was filed. And, and in 2023, uh, August 14th, not August, February 14th, 2023, the application was granted. This patent is currently active right now through 2040, okay? So what does that mean? Does that give them a right to use this? I believe it gives them a right to test. I believe that corporations and labs like this are using their scientific resources to detect and research. Like, for one, they're, they're using this as detect the presence of metragenine as an antibody. They're using it to research uh, antigenetic, uh, as an antigenetic carrier. They're using it on testing as, testing it on, animals and what they're wanting to do does this produce antibodies and from from what this patent says yes this this patent says yes so what is an antibody let's just i mean you know what an antibody is but uh but an antibody is a blood protein produced in response to and counteracting a specific antigen antibodies 
combine chemically with substances which the body recognizes as alien, such as bacteria, viruses, and foreign substances in the blood. A good representation of an antibody would be uh, immunoglobulin. That's a big word. This is the example they're giving us. It's a, uh, the immunoglobulin is a large Y-shaped protein used by the immune system to identify and neutralize foreign objects, such as bacteria and, and viruses. Antibodies like this, they recognize a, a specific molecule of various pathogens in the body, which, is, which are antigens. So I know this is kind of scientific-y right here, but you know there, there's plenty of open patent applications. There's plenty of past applications on on many many of the um, alkaloids that kratom carries, and you can see why the fight that we're fighting right now against the FDA, against our government, against specific addiction clinics, this goes far beyond your local addiction clinic. This goes far beyond our own government. This is a huge deal. I mean, I guess you just have to ask yourself, how often do you get sick when you drink Kratom? I can only answer for myself. I don't get sick that much. I I usually stay pretty healthy. I, I come down with COVID when that hit. But I haven't been sick other than that in a long time. Right, let's move on. There is another patent application, uh, US 15 slash 898 comma 232, filed by an individual, and we all know this individual, Alexander Karaman, in 2018. And this was the compounds and methods for reducing appetite, fatigue, and pain. These researchers, some of it is just research material to get to get the news out there. But when you've got big corporations that are filing patents on primary and active alkaloids in the Kratom plant, you can see where it would make everybody just a little bit nervous because these these indole and oxindole alkaloids, they've got some sort of power within our our health and wellness system. And I'm not making any medical claims here. I'm just I'm I'm just reading this. From what I'm reading, there's benefits to drinking this. Just just as if you know, just like there's benefits in drinking green tea, and and, and um, other botanicals. Not even hit on most of these alkaloids like speciogenine. A, a lot of of great things come from this plant. And so yeah, we we kind of get distracted from. You know, for fighting every day, from calling our representatives and our council members, you know, it seems like we're always doing that. We just uh, come out of a fight in in many places this year. I haven't I haven't seen the FDA and our government and our small town government come against Kratom as a whole like this in a long time. They couldn't ban it. Nationally, they couldn't ban it globally with the World Health Organization. So now what they're doing is they are coming to your cities and to your towns where you shop, where you take your kids to school, and they're trying to ban Kratom 
on a, a city-wide level. And even though the game has changed, the players are still the same. Make no mistake about this. The players are still there. And it wouldn't surprise me in the least if some of the players that have filed patents, like the, the Klein, Alexander Klein, Smith Klein, and uh, French Labs, and these, these other labs that have uh, filed patents for specific reasons because this could open the door to not millions, but billions, possibly trillions of dollars. If you're looking for high-quality, lab-tested Kratom tea, then look no further than thekratomfamily.com. I've got over 20 years experience in Kratom tea and the Kratom tea industry, and we'd like to invite you to head over to the site today and use code NEWBIE at checkout to receive 10% off your first purchase. We appreciate all of our customers, and head over to thekratomfamily.com today. Now back to the show. If you're like me and you know how methadone works, then you know what kind of a terrible thing that is and how it compares with Kratom. There's, it's daylight and darkness, literally. And we've got millions of, of Americans that are coming off of Suboxone, coming off of methadone, coming off of prescription pills or, or coming off of opiates, you know, the street drugs, and they're using Kratom to do it is what they claim. And you've got billions of dollars lost in addiction clinics. I'm going to research something here. 73,000 plus people died from fentanyl overdose in 2022. In 1998, the FDA approved this as pharmaceutical-grade fentanyl. And, and you know how, how this has been made even more poisonous, the, the street drug. And last year alone, you know, you'd, you'd have to, I can't find the overall loss of money from last year because you'd have to go to the individual clinics. But addiction in America costs the CDC, okay, the annual cost of substance abuse in the United States is over $532 billion a year. And substance abuse is, is a preventable and treatable condition. But what, what happens is it imposes tremendous and financial and even social costs. So they're looking for an excuse to bring us something else. And you've got all these patent applications that have been filed for. The immunoassays, the, the speciofoline, speciogenine, um, all of these patents... Take some time and research some of this. And one of the, one of the things that I'm I'm questioning about the American Kratom Association, and make no mistake, without the American Kratom Association, Kratom would have already been banned in this country, I believe. And you've got a lot of haters out there of the AKA, and they're entitled to their own opinion. But my opinion is, without the American Kratom Association, Kratom would have already been banned. But I'm not understanding why they're not giving us more scientific data on the primary alkaloids and the active alkaloids in Kratom and the enemies that are coming against this plant. 
Why are they coming? All we know is they just want to ban it. But what is the why? Why do they want to ban it? Currently, we're fighting a faceless monster, and we have no real reason why they want to ban it, other than they say it kills. And we all know that's a lie. Uncontaminated kratom leaf does not kill, as stated by the National Institute of Drug Abuse in 2016. I read it. I screenshot it. And I put it in a blog post. And five minutes later, after I refreshed the page, they had changed it. They took that down. Something, someone is driving this car, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody, some corporation is leading this charge because they have a know of what Kratom really does. We know what it does for us. You know, you, you, you hear the, the millions of people that talk about chronic pain and how Kratom has helped them lead a better life. You hear millions of people talk about how Kratom helped them out of addiction and helped them out of anxiety and out of depression. You hear all those testimonies, but we know what it does for us. But what what is the real truth behind why we are fighting so hard for this plant? The faceless giants the faceless corporations that are that are funding this fight have a stake a major stake in this plant not just here at home but worldwide and if you take some time and look for these applications and look for these patents and trace some of the history of these people for instance the uh, smith klein and french they've been around since the 1800s that's no okay that that's that's not a that's not an accident. So let's let's look here. Smith Klein and French, founded in 1844 by Clayton French and William Richards. Peter Willem Corthals, the official botanist with the East India Service Company, he, he discovers this medicinal plant. He wrote a uh, sort of like a book on tropical plants. That was published in 1839. But if, if my memory serves me correctly, he discovered Kratom somewhere between 1831 and 1836. And then Smith Klein was founded in 1844. So it's, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that's the connection, but these guys are still going strong years later. The question I want to ask you how long, I mean, you know that the, the war on Kratom has been going on. For the past couple of years. Maybe you've been drinking Kratom tea for a decade or five years. For you, that's how long the war has been going on. But has it been going on even longer than that? In my opinion, the day Peter Willem Corthals published his findings on Kratom, I believe that was the day that the war on Kratom started. And I'm not knocking the American Kratom Association because without them, you know, we'd be lost. But it would be nice to have more information on why we are fighting the fight that we fight. Who we are fighting against. What are the reasons? And you and I, we know our personal reasons. But when, when we start to dig in to these big corporations, these big pharmaceutical companies, these, these uh, people with invested interests in this plant and learn why they're filing these patent applications, what is their reasoning behind it, then you can start to put a face 
and a name to that monster that we have been fighting for so long. Clearly, methadone is not working. It didn't for me. Clearly, Suboxone is not working. I mean, some of the uh, after effects of Suboxone is, you know, your teeth fall out of your head. So clearly, that's not an option America wants. It's not, it's not something that I want. So I'll leave you with this. God gives us the use of plants and herbs for care. And in 2 Kings 20 and 7, he explains how that care can be physical. And in Psalm 45 and Genesis 43, he explains how that care can be emotional. In Genesis chapter 1, he says, I've made the plants for your healing. And this is what we are up against the health and wellness of individualized care, the opportunity to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. You have that right as an American citizen to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. If you dive deep into the research of food, what we consume, and how these people are slowly making us more unhealthy. You can see that all roads lead to big pharma. They don't want us healthy. They don't want us happy. And they definitely don't want us pursuing any type of freedom.